1: relentless refusing to give up all right hit that horn babe let's dance
0: what's up everybody happy new year and welcome to the fantasy flex night shift podcast where every day me chris raybon and sean kerner break down the primetime dfs slates this week we only got the sunday night football slate no monday night sean what's going on happy new year how you doing
1: happy new Year! i'm doing fine how are you doing
0: it's been a rough rough couple of days man a bit under the weather uh you know got yeah we missed it mind. you broke
1: your uh podcast streak right i know yeah i think it was like the first one i missed in five years five right, years man. uh nick did an excellent job filling in for you but glad it was only a one-day absence for you so you're, you're just fighting through this
0: yeah man you know it's 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 it was tough, but uh, yeah. gotta gotta stay on the field. So, exact goal.
1: Glad you're back.
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're gonna jump into the Sunday night football slate this week because we got the Lions, we got the Packers, and it could be an interesting situation where mm-hmm. if the Seahawks win, wait, no, it's, wait, let me get it's this the Seahawks, if the Seahawks win, then the Lions are out, right?
1: Yep, they're eliminated. Um, and if the Seahawks lose, the Lions are in if they win, right? I'm pretty sure that's the scenario.
0: Yeah, if the Seahawks lose, then it's a winner in for either. Yes. Team.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly.
0: Uh, so, but I think Detroit is going to go hard no matter what. I mean, yeah. if they have to play spoiler, uh, I think they'd want to do that. So uh, the line is four and a half, the total is 49. The Packers are the favorites at home. Who do you like to have a freak performance in the spot? box?
1: Um, I like DeAndre Swift to have a freak performance, or at least um, under-rostered freak performance, I should say. But, you know, he's been a disappointment this year, obviously, considering he was a... What, late first round pick second round I kind of forget but I know he was way up there um, but he's came on of late and you know he had a massive game last week against the Bears rushed for 78 yards and a touchdown um, caught four passes for 39 yards and a touchdown through the air as well so um, this is a great matchup against the Packers you know they ranked 31st in DVOA against the run um, which is also why I like Jamal Williams here plus it's a revenge game for him but it, this is also likely to be a trailing game script. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, the Lions are plus four and a half on the road. Um, so that that benefits Swift, who's obviously going to lead um, in receiving usage. So, um, you know, Jamal Williams gets all the goal line work, but Swift is able to score long touchdowns on his own. So he has that just massive ceiling I look for in the captain slot. And I think he's pretty much game script proof. It can go either way here. And I think Swift should have a big game, even though his usage has been fairly low, but um, like I said, I don't think he's going to be rostered too much in the captain slot. Um, and just considering how high of a ceiling he does have, I think this is the perfect spot to use him.
0: Yeah, he's a high ceiling, high floor guy because yeah. he's still kind of splitting that that backfield with Jamal. Even with uh, you know Jackson was out last game, but Reynolds came back, yep. so they're still kind of using three. But yeah, I like Swift. He's been playing well. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian Watson here. Uh, just love the matchup man coverage team like Detroit plays the third most man in the league and Watson's third in the entire league in yards per route against man coverage at 3.64 you know even with him projected for about 75 percent of the routes this week he's still my wide receiver 19 (laughs) so uh, that just kind of shows you the upside that he has so if he goes back to being you know a 90 percent plus snap guy great but I think even if he's you know, going more 75-25 with uh, with Romeo Dobbs or whoever he's splitting snaps with. Mm -hmm. I think he still has massive upside. This is the kind of defense uh, that you always want to target Watson against. They just – Detroit loves to blitz. They don't really stop doing it no matter who they're playing. So, uh, really like Watson uh, in this spot.
1: Yeah, I was going to go with him. Um, He is certainly the most logical play here. And, you know, last week I was surprised. Um, He ran around on 59% Mm -hmm. of Rodgers' dropbacks. I thought he was going to be a little bit more limited. And while he only finished with one catch for 11 yards, I mean, he was targeted downfield. I think he he nearly caught a touchdown, but he just missed a massive game um, in limited playing time. So I I think that his hip will only be better this week, I would imagine. So I do think he will be running around around 90% of the time. It's a must-win game um so just he has a massive ceiling and maybe he's overlooked because of the bad game last week so uh yeah i think for the captain slot he's certainly the optimal play
0: all right who do you like for dart throws
1: do you like dots okay i'm more of a you know a cornhole
0: man myself
1: so on the on the lion side gotta go with jamison williams um you know he's seen his routes run rate increase in all five games it hasn't been much but last week it was at least up to 30 percent so Have to figure that trend is going to continue. Maybe get up to 35%, 40% possibly this week. Um, And he's still just mainly a downfield threat. You know, unfortunately, he only has the 141-yard touchdown catch on the season, which was honestly just blown coverage. He didn't have to do much on that. But, you know, the playing time increase does increase the chances of him hauling in a deep pass. Um, So uh, he has that going for him. Plus, they gave him a design rush attempt last week and he took it for 40 yards so anytime he's touched the ball it's been an explosive play um and I think with both scenarios here it would make sense to kind of get Jamison more playing time if the Seahawks win um you know the, the Lions will probably be looking ahead to next season so why not unleash Jamison for the final uh game what what do you have to lose um if the Seahawks lose you know the Lions will be playing for a playoff burst. so why hold back Jamison in that situation as well I know the other receivers have been playing well but he's you know, a first round talent. So I think either way we could see his um, role increase here. And honestly, just with, with these dart throws, we're just going for ceiling um, and he certainly has that um, on the Packers side. It's a little bit tougher. Um, I, I went with Romeo Dobbs because, you know, he's clearly the number four wide receiver right now. Everybody knows that. So I think his roster ship will be, um, you know, fairly low here, but in his, you know, three games since returning, He's average of 44% routes run rate. I think that's sort of inflated because Watson has missed uh, quite a bit of time. So I wouldn't be shocked if Dobbs's playing time went down here. But he has been targeted heavily when he is on the field. He's been targeted 30% of his routes run uh, the past three games. So that's a very high rate. So it just shows that when he's on the field, Rodgers does want to go his way. You know, they obviously have a ton of chemistry from earlier in the season. So um, I could see him catching a few balls, especially in the red zone. I think he is a threat for a potential touchdown here. So I think on a site like this, uh, Dobbs makes a ton of sense as a Darth row,
0: Yeah, Dobbs is definitely, you know, he, I think he has a wide range of outcomes in terms of yeah. routes for him. Like it could be anywhere from like 20 to 50%. So I, I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, what I'm I'm curious, like, what are you seeing with Jamison Williams? Because would like, honestly, do better than this. I, mean, I know he has, yeah. like, two big plays, but yeah. he doesn't seem to be getting targeted a ton, and outside of one blown coverage, you know, he really hasn't been uh, that productive, which is interesting because that whole offense is is productive <laughs> otherwise. So, uh, have you been seeing anything? Do you think it's just kind of, uh, like, uh, a slow, slow to acclimate, or what have you been seeing with him?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he missed, you know, training camp, preseason, so he's sort of, breaking in um later in the season so I I never really expected him to catch in five six balls a game but I think part of it just has to do with DJ Chark is playing extremely well I mean Chark um, aside from that one game where he caught one pass for 18 yards um, he's been clearing 90 yards consistently um so I think that that's probably one of the reasons they haven't really forced the issue although it, it is surprising you know Josh Reynolds and Clef Raymond Um, haven't really been conceding that many snaps to him. Um, Obviously those are the two guys that he's eating at the playing time, but it's just not a good sign that he hasn't been able to leapfrog those two guys, but I haven't noticed anything. I mean, that's, that's who he is. He's he's a right now. He's a downfield threat um, competing with DJ Chark, who is playing out his mind right now. So it's just an unfortunate situation, but next year I, I do think he will be more of a, you know, wide receiver three option with, you know, insane upside on a weekly basis, but that, that comes with the territory. If you're a downfield threat, you're going to have a lot of games where you goose eggs. So that's just kind of par for the course. But um, it it has been concerning and disappointing that he hasn't been able to clear, say, like a forty percent routes run rate.
0: Yeah, that's that. That's kind of the odd thing is that not only is he he really not being very productive when he's on the field, but he's not getting those snaps to kind of show show what he can do. So I, I wonder if that injury maybe uh, is kind of hampering him a bit more than than you know he's letting on or the team's letting on or something like that because you know for yeah. all they traded for him and just for his you know for what he did in in, in college and how good he was it's just kind of surprising
1: well know? just at, like the timing of the acl injury yeah. was awful too because that was the championship game so it's been what less than a year so the fact that he was able able to return and what was it week 12 yeah. um was a pretty remarkable recovery so i, I just never expected him to really hit full strength this season, but um, you know, he, he is healthy right now. So it it is slightly concerning um, to say the least that he hasn't been able to leapfrog some of these uh, fringe guys.
0: Yeah. And I'm actually going with uh, Khalil, Khalif Raymond for my mm. dart throat. Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? He just seems to stick around uh, week after week, <laughs> but I like him for a few reasons. Number one, I, I do think, uh, you know, Jamison Williams is the, high probably the higher ceiling sexier option but that's going to lower a guy like Raymond's uh rostership rate and when you look at his usage 34% of the routes the last 3 games uh he has some incentives going outside shot mm-hmm. uh 100 yards he get uh, a bonus, uh, two catches, though, he would get a bonus. So that's interesting in the prop market. But 1.9 yards per route against zone coverage. The Packers tend to play a lot of zones. That's second among Lion wide receivers after Amon Ross St. Brown. So uh, I think Raymond's going to continue to have a role here. And he also returns punts. So you could yep. stack him with the defense and get that that double dip. Rogers been a little more turnover-prone this year <laughs> than – than in years past, especially against yeah. the Lions. I mean, I think he had like what three picks in that last game. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't mind Raymond at all on the uh, on the Lions side. I think he's he's real interesting because he's probably probably the fifth guy people are gonna look at uh, after you know Amon Ra Chark, uh, Jamison Williams, and Josh Reynolds. So uh, love me some Raymond. And on the Packers side, I mean, you could just go any of these tight ends. Detroit's giving up a, a league high eleven touchdown receptions. To the tight end position, but I'll go with Tunyon since he's obviously, uh, he's kind of turned into a dart throw this year. Uh, I know he had a big game last week, but it's been really inconsistent. But I think he can actually double up uh, on on the productive games here because, again, Detroit giving up a touchdown, you know, two out of every three games to the tight end position. So uh, I think we might see Tunyon find the end zone again, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a guy like Mercedes Lewis either. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll go with Tunyon.
1: Yeah, no, uh Raymond, uh I, I like the call cuz he returns punts as well. He needs um 52 punt return yards to get a uh $150,000 bonus. So if the uh if the Lions are eliminated, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh doesn't make many fair catches. <laughs> Even if they <laughs> you know, not, he probably Yeah, be if he doesn't yeah be he's surprised. probably going for that money. Uh, he gets 15 K for every punt return touchdown, but that, that yardage he's close enough where, you know, I think he's going to get a little extra go this week. Um, and Justin Jackson was out last week. I, I wonder if he was returning kicks as well, but um, either way on these showdown sites, I think it, it is important to kind of take a guy. That's also returning kicks. Uh, we do have a fullback uh, on. The oh, season. we do. <laughs> Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break?
0: We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. Kabinda uh, for the Lions. He does have four targets and a carry in seven games, and he's averaging about three routes a game. So it's uh still, I would say, on the low end uh, of fullbacks. But yeah. he is getting – he is seeing, like, a look most games. So, I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh Maybe only, like, uh, if you're doing – uh, a millie maker or something like that
1: yeah he's a he's a low-end option whatever happened to um aaron ripkowski remember the uh <laughs> the packers used to use their fullback pretty heavily is that is that basically um deguara you know mercedes lewis are they kind of
0: yeah they don't i mean it's the Lafleur. you know Lafleur is. yeah 20, that's true the the three wide yeah. you know they they're not really using a ton of they barely use you know a, a lot of two tight in these days you know it, yeah. i mean it's last couple of games i think they've increased it but especially because they have those two running backs if anything sometimes they, they'll just use those two running backs on the field at the same time yeah. uh but yeah not not as big with the uh with the weed <laughs> blockers but i guess i mean who you don't really need a lead blocker for aj Dillon. <laughs> that's
1: true <laughs> yeah
0: he's his only blocker uh what do we got for the luck rankings in this one
1: um so this one's pretty close right um It's uh, the Packers are 22nd and Lions are 21st. So that's, that's as small of a differential as it, as it gets. Um, What do you think about my idea of the the Rams are a luck rank team this week. Mm -hmm. um, And I like the idea of taking them on the money line Mm -hmm. um, and parlaying that with the Lions plus four and a half. What do you think about that? So essentially, so if, if the Rams win, uh, so I think, you know, the, the Lions are parked on plus four and a half because uh, there's a chance this game is meaningless for them. Now, understandably, uh, under Dan Campbell, I think they're going to give 100 percent next effort either way. But if if the uh, if the Rams do upset the Seahawks, I would not be shocked if this line drops to about three, because that's where I have this. I have the Packers um, about minus three, in my power rating. So um, if the Seahawks win, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Lions get bet up. To five and a half. So just this is a week where it's a unique scenario where other games are going to impact you know other games. So uh, I was just thinking of sneaky uh, correlation bets, like um, also Nick brought up the taking the Eagles minus fourteen and a half and the under on Dax passing prop things like that. Yep. Um, but for this game specifically, I think that if the Rams were to win, do you think that the Lions will drop down to like three?
0: Yeah, I was thinking. I I, th- I don't think it'll get to three. I think I think it'll. Close at like three and a half just because
1: yeah the Packers yeah. are such
0: a public team playing on prime time and it's still you know it still would be a must-win game for Aaron Rodgers to get to the playoffs oh, yeah. yeah. so I, I my <laughs> prediction would be three uh and a half but I think the the actual line uh should be around three so yeah, yeah I like exactly. it you know I think I think that's and I think that kind of has you know because people are gonna look at the line based on what happens in that game and if if the Rams lose, then you know the I think the line's gonna go the other way, right? Like I think the Packers yeah. might close at what five six, maybe?
1: Exactly. The Packers, that's that, that's exactly what I'm saying. And yeah. uh I just I, I do like the Rams this week. Um, you know, they're getting six, six and a half. Um the, that's a luck ranking differential of 14 as well. Um, and teams that have been eliminated have historically done better nice. against teams. Fighting for a playoff berth because I think the the public is aware that you know one team's trying and the other team isn't. But I think every single NFL team is usually giving around 100% <laughs> week in week out. You know, a, a sport like NBA where there's so many games and it's so physically demanding, you get teams kind of taking a day off. That I don't see that in the NFL. I think the Rams will be giving 100%. Um, so I like them regardless. So I just think that taking the money line makes the most sense and just parlaying that uh, with the lines.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I, I think the Rams it makes sense to take the Rams on the spread uh as well because I mean right, yeah. you know, it's obviously I think too many <laughs> points. And then yeah, I think there's a lot of correlation there. And I think um I think you can kind of build lineups, you know, based on both kind of scenarios too, because you know, the more uh, the more like if the Rams if the Rams win, then I think the Packers are mm. gonna end up being uh a a little bit undervalued and and vice versa so you know it's it this slate is going to be really interesting based on that because the lines are going to change one way or another and so that (laughs) means you know everybody's projections and implied touchdowns and all that is going to change but in reality yeah I think this true line should be Green Bay by three regardless of what happens
1: do you think um if let's say the the Seahawks win and the lions are eliminated let's go that route do you think would, would you change this differently do you think they would maybe give jamal williams more carries because it's a revenge game or do you think they would alter anything um differently that would help him, like player props or this slate or anything you think of
0: i think they would really change too much i think yeah. i think they would just be playing to win either way because yep. even if it's just like they never really expected to be in a playoff hunt so yeah. i think even if they're just playing spoiler for the packers a division rival I think they'll still give it their all. Um, maybe you see them go for some of those, uh, like maybe you see a guy like Raymond get even more chances to get, you know, some oh, of those yeah. incentives. Yeah. Um, and maybe, like you said, maybe you see a little bit more uh, Jamison Williams, but, you know, overall, I think the Lions like either way this is kind of what they do they go hard and uh yeah. you know no one ever they i don't think they saw themselves in the playoff run <laughs> and it just kind of yeah. it just all came together for him so yeah i don't i i think people are going to overestimate like you know, if if the Lions are eliminated, I think people are going True. to estimate like, oh, the Lions are going to roll over. Things are going to get weird. Like, no, nah, I think I think DeAndre is still going to see it work. I think Williams is like, I think they're just going to still try to win the game because that's going to be their Super Bowl now is is not going yep. to Packers. The fighting there.
1: Dan Campbell's. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. They're a well coached team. So, yeah, I, I think either way, they're they're a live dog here. Yes, sir now on
0: the sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a fantasy league on there i use it for mine it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can win on sleeper by playing their new over-under game it's super simple first in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game, have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100 again. Go to sweeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms of use for details. All right. Uh, That is going to wrap it up for the week 18 fantasy flex night shift podcast for all of our fantasy content projections. Be sure to check out uh, our player projections episode for this week over on the Action Podcast channel. Sean and Nick Giffen held it down this week we also got our fantasy preview episode out right now uh, on the fantasy flex podcast channel uh, with sean and nick as well and uh, actionnetwork.com is where you can find all of our projections all of our rankings and fantasy content fantasylabs.com our dfs tools and models you can follow sean on twitter at the underscore OddsMaker. you can find me at chris raybon and you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning action network app until next time, get this money. It's going to be a long night.
1: It's going to be all right. On the night shift. You found another home. I know you're not alone. On the night shift. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.